Welcome to Botter's News Podcast. This podcast is all about staying ahead of the curve through the implementation of personalized one-on-one conversations with your audience. We focus on designing personas, the conversations they are having, and the technology that is enabling the dialogue. Here are your hosts, Hans and Jerome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Bottles Muse podcast. I'm very privileged that uh, today we have Christian Augustine with us from eBot7. Hi, Christian. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me today. Yeah, no, no, great. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, very privileged and it's great that you are uh, on the podcast and that we go, go through. Of course, um, I bumped into uh, eBot7 as a bot platform uh, some time ago via mutual acquaintance. So, I'm, uh, I'm, it's great that you're uh, that you're here. Uh, you're uh, head of uh, uh, customer success, but let's let's first start a little bit on uh, on on your background. And uh, could you a little bit uh, introduce, or at least introduce yourself, and tell a little bit on how you uh, became a bot enthusiast? Because our our audience will definitely uh, be interested in hearing that. Sure. Thanks, Hans, again. Um, happy to, to do that. My name is uh, Christian. I've been with eBot7 for one and a half years now. And yeah, it's basically my second uh, job after my business studies. I started my business studies in Munich, Germany, and did my master's degree in Copenhagen Business School. And after yeah, my academic uh, career, basically, I started uh, in Amazon Marketplace in the German headquarters and decided after like more than two years to take on a new challenge in a Munich-based startup, which is eBot7. So yeah, initially I was a little skeptical as the bots I had seen by that time True, did right. not excite me so much. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, eBot7 and our product proved me wrong. And um, yeah, I'm happy to be here with them. Right. And now head of customer success, right? Exactly. That's my my current role. Right. And is that then uh, more related to, uh, to 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 also in the in the in the phase where you try to attract new customers, or is it more in the phase where where you would um, where you would basically help and implement them, or or, or both? Um, no, actually, uh, it's the phase uh, once sales has signed new deals, uh, they get into our department. We organize the whole onboarding process. And yeah, try to satisfy obviously our customers, and always uh, look and watch out for up and cross selling potentials and keeping the retention and keeping customers happy. That's cool. Yeah. So we're of course on the podcast about bot implementation. So it's really on the implementation side, right, to get them on board and and successfully uh, implemented. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, uh, yeah. As we uh, of course spoken a little bit before, we we definitely focus on on some pitfalls that we want to avoid hey? with the bot implementation formula. There are a couple of pitfalls uh, that we see that they go too quick, that it's really a technology project, that it's not business driven. Could you could you share a little bit from your perspective when you implementing bots and could you give some advice on how to avoid these pitfalls uh, when implementing a bot uh, in, in a general way? Sure. Um, so I think it's all about the use case in general. So in, in my opinion, the biggest pitfall someone can have is uh, a weak use case. A chatbot must be re- really value adding and be able to answer like frequently asked topics, either in a fully automated or also in a hybrid approach. And yeah, companies really uh, need to know their customers by heart and set up the bot accordingly to meet also the expectations of their customers. 
And we, we, what we see oftentimes is that human interaction might still be required or requested by the customers. So that's also where the potential of the Evo 7 solution comes into action. Uh, we try to automate what is repetitive and suitable, but also uh, want to have individualized human answers where necessary. So I think it's really crucial to set the right pillars on what people can expect from a chatbot. Um, yeah, uh, so some companies want to do everything with a bot from the beginning and then miss the mark in getting it right, but they should really avoid making the chatbot just another channel. It should be really part of their overall customer journey across different channels. Right, right, right. And, and the channels then being also email, phone, I would think, because what other channels hey, in general, perhaps zoom in a little bit there. Could you do that a little bit? Exactly. So we have a plug and play solution. So you can uh, put our chatbot on a website, which is, I think, the, the most common uh, way. But we also uh, implement or integrate into other channels like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp Business, um, and all, all these kind of system integrations that, that we, we try to tackle here as well. And, and you called it a hybrid per approach just now. That 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 means, of course, that the repetitive tasks, if I understand it correctly, are more into the the automatic uh, question and answers uh, of of a customer or consumer, uh, but also the possibility then to to for the person to uh, engage with an agent. How how, would, how do you see that uh, on the same channel, of course, but more in a different communication style? Yeah. Exactly. The Evo 7 solution provides the potential of setting up a fully automated approach where no human interaction would take place, so no agent interaction. Mm -hmm. But you also have the, the possibility, and most of our customers use it, that you set the bot up like this, that there at some point could be an agent handover. So even request any either requested by the by the customer or mm -hmm. because the, the request is so individualized and uh, yeah, it requires more like in-depth knowledge from from a human being. Um, this is what what we mean by hybrid agent plus AI approach. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Great. Great name on the hybrid. Yeah. Okay. Hey, and th that's about the pitfalls in the in the formula. In the formula, of course, we go to to discovery, design, implementation, uh, measure. Um, could you share in the phases uh, of, of of the steps that you take? You mentioned that they. That, that the weak use case is, is not good, but could you share a, a project or more projects which, which would interest our listeners on, on what the use case was about and what type of company it was and what, what challenges they had uh, before you guys started and before you started implementing with your team uh, uh, these the solutions? Yes, of course. So one uh, really cool example, I think, is a fully automated approach, which we set up for our one of our first and biggest clients, which is HDI. It's a huge German insurance company. And yeah, this is more of an approach uh, of a conversation engine approach, but really done uh, very professionally. So um, yeah, it's, it's a full automated approach, like I said. And another project I would like to highlight is O2 Germany. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it belongs to the Telefonica Corporation. And here we use a completely different way. We help the customer to navigate across content and processes on the website itself. And this is what we call AI service funnel. And it shows that we are only scratching the surface of what is possible with conversational AI. And it's not only about chatbots, but we could also think about different 
processes which are rather following a funnel approach in the communication flow. Yeah, could you share a little bit more about the German insurance company? So, so which which people is the bot, so to speak, uh, then then helping? Could you could share a, a little bit? Like, are those the consumers that want an insurance and have questions about the insurance? Could you iterate a little bit more about how the bot, uh, uh, how the conversation engine, as you call them, uh, is 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 communicating with the with the target audience and helping the target audience? Yeah, so this is a really good example of a quite narrow use case. So this is also something important how broad you set up a use case. This one, this example of HDI is really a narrow one because it tackles a really simple use case uh, for existing clients. So uh, it's a B2C bot where um, the customers are able to to basically expand the coverage of the car insurance to other people than the car owner itself. So this uh, represents a highly structured use case in its dialogue flow and simply requires some Q&As, so back and forth question and answers, including a system integration at some point to authenticate the customer. And by this, we, we can ensure that, yeah, that the coverage of the car insurance gets expanded to other people than the one who actually has the insurance in place. So, 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 just for my understanding, the, the 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 consumer. This is great. Let's zoom in a little bit there, if it's possible. If, if it's going too detail, but I think it will be very hand, handy for our people. So, so it's about a car insurance for consumers. You mentioned right, just to get uh, to get this straight, and they have questions about the insurance or they want to extend it. Is that is that what the use case is about? Yeah. So it is really like not. Um, opening up a new insurance case for Mm -hmm. the client, but it's rather about um, expanding the existing one. So uh, imagine I am, yeah, my my mom has a car insured at HDI and I, as her son, want to take her car for like seven days to go on vacation. This is basically possible in this use case to do it in an automated way that my mom can, can say, this is my license plate. I'm I'm insured I'm insured with HDI and I wanna get my son insured for seven days from XYZ. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Normally they would then. What would normally be uh, the channel of choice uh, for the existing client to contact HDI? I think uh, in the past it used to be uh, yeah phone calls, which okay. is time-consuming and also cost-intensive for 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 an insurance and. Because this is a use case that happens all the time and many different times a day, I guess, um, this helps a lot, both the insurance, but also the client to do it in a much more efficient way. Yeah, and I think it's really cool when the call center in the past would be closed, they cannot extend it. And then when it's for the next day on Saturday, they could still do it via the bot, right? Is that also the, the, the use case that, that it applies for? Or? Yeah, true. It's 24-7, basically. And since it's fully automated, you even have like uh, authentication uh, throughout the bot and get uh, after finishing basically the whole dialogue flow, you get uh, confirmation by email with an attached PDF file, which yeah, typically yeah, says exactly everything which you need to know as a customer. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for us, uh, both being in the bot business, that's pretty common, but the 24-7 availability with this when it's something urgent and your son <laughs> or you need to be 
insured as well on the car your mom or dad yeah that's uh, that's that's really good yeah yeah okay hey dig, digging a little bit deeper great great use case uh, the details are are marvelous uh, digging a little bit deeper on the o2 telefonica could you could you share a little bit on are those existing consumers that have questions or new consumers that want a contract is it possible to share a little bit more detail on on how that conversation flow is going Sure. So this is uh, yeah, like a typical customer service use case. So when you, you go browsing through the O2 uh, websites, you, you will find many different channels, right? And, and this, one, yeah, this one enables you to get a lot of information in a self-service approach where you can, uh, yeah, for example, have a look in your invoice or you, you can request a change of your uh, contract details and so on, uh, all by doing it in self-service. So it's not like this typical Q&A approach throughout a chatbot, but rather like getting your information yourself. Right. Yeah. And then all sorts of questions related to phones or how would that... Uh... Yeah. So it's also about yeah product-related information, um, but typically it's it, it's rather like existing client information uh, where you have questions regarding your contract, regarding your invoice, uh, or you you forgot your PIN or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, you shared already uh, a lot regarding the, the customer journey hey, in the insurance case. Uh, that's uh, that's really, uh, really cool. Um, and also uh, regarding uh, the uh, O2. Um, anything that, that you could share from a business perspective on these two projects? Like what was really the... The, the pure business goal driver, as with the bot implementation formula, we, we really see that, that, that there needs to be a business goal. You already mentioned it's something that, it, of course, needs to be available 24-7. Are there any drivers regarding these two projects that you could share that people could think of, like, hey, this might be in my project as well? Yeah, so... These two examples are perfect ones for also yeah getting deeper on automation rate, right? So as I said, we, we have in other client projects, we have more like this hybrid approach where, where also from our client's perspective, it's totally fine if you have a lower automation rate because you, you still want to get involved with your agents to have a more personal uh, interaction maybe. But these two examples I highlighted, uh, they are all about automation, uh, where you you obviously have a business goal behind to also lower your cost when it comes to that. And yeah, that's, that's I think, the, the main goal in, in these two use cases. Right. Lower cost. Huh? Yeah. Quicker answers. Yeah. More higher satisfaction. Yeah. Um, in, in, in our formula, we always say uh, d- determine the business goal. Uh, look at the customer journey. Uh, where where is is uh, is there uh, room for improvement? Important then as well as we believe that uh, small steps to take small steps is 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 also fast. Uh, when you make a very big project, it takes long and it's highly is or often is a disappointment. Could you share a little bit on how you make sure? you guys take these small steps and don't overdo it so that it becomes uh, potentially a, a, a failure. Could you share a little bit on your approach on this? Yes, of course. So I think expectation management with the client is key here because, um, yeah, a bot should be perfectly set up already before they go live, in my opinion, even if the bot constantly learns and gets improved in the live operating mode. But but still, it should be 
already already in a really good status before going live because there's also like a typical ramp up phase in each client project and the speed uh, most of the time uh, really depends also on our clients resources so I would say oftentimes it's rather vice versa. We need to accelerate a little bit the project with our clients because they typically have limited capacities or limited resources. And our project, the Evo 7 solution, is like a plug-and-play product and really easy to set up, which makes it possible to go fast if the customer really wishes to do so and we, yeah, also provides the, the needed resources here. Yeah, good point. Yeah, customer resources. Yeah, sometimes they think like, oh, we don't have to do a lot, uh, but still, it needs to be, of course, embedded in the processes, and uh, people need to be engaged to get trained, and uh, because eventually they will use uh, your platform all themselves, right? It's it's all DIY, I presume. Exactly. So you 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 get an access to our platform, and yeah, there's also like a help center, a lot of self service tutorials, but. Of course, this is where also my team comes into action. Uh, we are happy to support with proactive consulting, uh, with tutorials and webinars and so on. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Moving on to the next phase in the formula. Let me take that as a basis. We talked about that, of course, before. We, we talk, about, of course, about why are we going to do this. And, and then in the what, yeah, more in the design phase, we talk about persona design, conversation design, and then and, and, and defining the technology, which, which we will definitely zoom in as well in EPOT 7. Could you share a little bit of a couple of tips on creating this bot persona and, and share a little bit your experience on why this is important to, 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 to when you launch? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, customers should take the decision how formal or how informal the language should be and also how transparent or untransparent the communication is between the bot and the agent. Um, that's where, where our hybrid approach comes into action again. So from our experience, our recommendation is typically using a more informal language as a chatbot is also simply another channel than an email or um, also rather follows the approach of texting like in WhatsApp or in Facebook Messenger. So mm-hmm. this is why we typically yeah, recommend a more informal language and also uh, we co- recommend a full, full transparency whether the bot or a human agent is answering, which you can also yeah, configure the settings accordingly in our bot solution. Yeah, 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 I totally agree. It's very important to indicate that the bot was last time on a bot and it was just pretending that it, it, in the language it seemed almost talking, it, it was also saying talking to the agent, uh, but it was a bot agent. <laughs> so I, I was talking, I was still chatting, even I had that experience chatting with a live agent, but it was not. So it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good tip. Yeah, transparently indicate if it's an if it's a bot or if the human is, is typing, yeah. Mo- moving on to the next one. Huh? This is more about tips on bot persona. Uh, any tips on conversation design? Yeah? That's the second aspect in, uh, in, in designing and yeah? the next step in designing uh, uh, everything. What, what would you, uh, what would you uh, recommend for, for the listeners? Yeah. When you start a, a bot project, I think you should start from, from the point of view how uh, should your dialogue flow look like? So should it be rather structured or should it be more like a free text uh, input? 
Um, and I think it's also about how how long the the text passages are. So I I think it's it's uh, value adding or uh, yeah, better if you use rather short text and as I said like a Q and A texting approach like you do it on WhatsApp um, rather than having these extensive passages where you get lost kind of in reading through. Um, but this obviously depends also on the use case. Uh, we typically recommend like a mix of pre-structured dialogue flow. So for example, like an automated greeting, which is always like the same, but uh, continue uh, to have like a free text and question and answers where, where you can also exploit the full potential of artificial intelligence here. So um, yeah, I think it's really dependent on the use case also and the industry you're in uh, with, your, with your customers. Could you explain a little bit more for our listeners, because some are pretty new to, to the bots, about free text and AI? Um, I always call it linear and nonlinear. Eh? Linear is really with the, with the choices, and, and nonlinear will be more of, a, of, a, of more of a generic. Could you iterate a little bit on that and explain a little bit more for our listeners? Sure. So yeah, to, to follow with your wording here, Hans, um, I think linear, you, you could uh, kind of understand like this. It's like a, a decision tree kind of. Um, so you, you provide uh, answer suggestions or answer options uh, which uh, uh, end user can, uh, can take on um, while like with the unlinear, I think you call it, um, approach, it is really like a free text input. And what happens in the back end is uh, that the intent that is provided by the user uh, gets matched with an existing knowledge base, for example. And um, yeah, we, we try to come up with the best possible solution that comes from the knowledge base behind and yeah, try to yeah, exploit here the, the potential also from, from our AI algorithms uh, that we have implemented in our bot solution. Yeah, great, great. Just zooming in because I'm, I'm for, for some platforms, uh, of course, I'm trying to be an expert, but there is a lot going on. Do you then also, when, when, when you do a free text, as you're saying, and in the eBot solution, eBot 7 solution, the, the AI is detecting the intent, which for some people is, is different, but intent is, is, is indeed in the bot world uh, very common to understand, like, what does this person want or ask? Uh, does it then also come up with, with choices? Because you trigger me, because I don't know. Does it come up with choices? Did you mean this or did you, did you mean that? Or does it immediately come with answers? How would that work with the AI in your solution? Yeah, it, it could be both in the end. Um, what, what happens, um, the user types in any free text, and this is called an intent. And what we do in, in the back end is uh, matching what is existent in our knowledge base, what, what is the best match, the highest probability or the highest confidence, as we call it, uh, that this is the right answer. And what we then do is suggest this answer to uh, the message center where where our agents work in, for example, and um, yeah, depending on if you decide for a high automation or uh, rather like this hybrid approach I explained already earlier, right. um, yeah, you get rather like an automated reply because a certain confidence level is matched, or your agent that is taking like the four eyes principle basically, um, yeah, rather. Um, proves if this is the, the correct answer he wants to take as a suggestion or he or she wants to take on another answer that is existing in the knowledge base. 
Right, right. Hey, and is the is the client then further training the bot, or are you guys doing that, or is it also a hybrid approach? That's actually also a mix because, um, of course, when it comes to the heavy content of a specific use case, uh, our customers are the experts here and need to uh, provide the, the, the right content. But what we can do in the back end, again, is improving uh, customer-specific logic and customer-specific models uh, when, when our artificial intelligence algorithms come in place here. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And you have your own AI platform, right? True. Yeah, that's uh, everything is in-house, uh, and yeah, it's a, like a own platform that we provide access to for our clients. Right. Yeah. That, that, then, then we roll in the technology. There are of course three components within the design phase. Yeah, we talked about the persona, great insights on conversation design, then about the technology. Could you share a little bit on uh, on the Ebot Seven um, and the, the platform and 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 how it. Uh, how it evolved and uh, how it moves into the next uh, conversational AI era, because we shouldn't al allow to say chatbots anymore, because sometimes that has a ne negative impact. So let's call it conversational AI. Could you share a little bit on that? Yeah. So uh, we call it also conversational AI. So Ebot 7 builds kind of the next generation conversational AI platform and thereby increases also the efficiency by integrating AI across multiple channels. So what I mentioned earlier, also not only talking about websites here, but also channels like WhatsApp, Facebook, and many, many more. So with, with the multilingual NLP, so natural language process, uh, processing algorithm, um, then also our AI hybrid solution I explained earlier. And uh, yeah, together with the low implementation, implementation effort that we have with our platform, Ebot 7 is, in my opinion, one of the most inf innovative conversational AI providers worldwide here. And yeah, as I said, the solution automates customer service inquiries and processes, analyzes the incoming messages here, and thereby supports the customer service employees, which suggested answers or uh, even automate them uh, depending on which approach you choose here. Cool. Yeah, marvelous. Hey, uh, it's always uh, I, I come across uh, funny bots uh, also in the past of Jamie Oliver and stuff and that you could indicate with icons what kind of recipe there was. Could you share perhaps a very funny use case uh, of a bot that uh, that you came across or that you guys implemented? Yeah, Um what, what I really like uh, in, in our client portfolio is that it's uh, really diverse. So we have clients from many different industries and many different countries. But one I personally like as a, yeah, a football a supporter, um, Borussia Mönchengladbach. So one of the German uh, football clubs is actually one of our clients and using our chatbot as a customer service bot for their fans. Okay. So you will receive all the relevant information about the club how to buy the tickets for the stadium and many, many more information. And yeah, what, what it's funny about the chatbot, uh, it also includes some funny small talk knowledge. So if you, for example, type in Borussia, uh, the bot will answer the only Borussia, which <laughs> kind of wants to differentiate themselves from Borussia Dortmund, which is right, one of right, the other club. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do a lot of small talk, which is which is really nice. I see also a lot of people trying to play with the bot and um, and type in your cool or or that kind of stuff, and then the bot responds, "Thank you." And uh, yeah, yeah, you definitely have 
have a lot of small talk that you that you can implement, which which makes it really a, a conversational way, not not for the standard stuff. Yeah, yeah, great, great one. Hey, um, uh, uh, we're almost coming at the end, and th- th- this is really great. But th- the ultimate step, uh, people want to start with with conversational AI, and um, and start with implementing one-on-one conversations. What um, what would be uh, the ultimate first step that uh, that people should uh, should take from your perspective? So I, I think I mentioned again that earlier. So for me, it's super important brainstorming which use case the chatbot really should resolve and how to meet the, the customer's expectation. I, I think this really is the starting point for every single project uh, to also come up with a suitable conversational uh, flow design so that you really meet the, the expectations and that your customers are not yeah, kind of disappointed also from, from the experience in the chatbot. Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Hey, any uh, last, uh, last, well, not the last question, but um, uh, anything that you would like to share that, that I have not covered that we didn't came across that I didn't ask because we don't want to end up in things that you would think like, hey, this is something that, uh, that we should definitely have covered. Yeah, so maybe just uh, where where you also can find us. So uh, as I said, Ebot7 is a Munich-based startup. Our headquarters is in Munich, Germany. But in the meantime, we have also offices in London, Paris, and Amsterdam. So we are really looking into the international expansion at the moment. And uh, yeah, feel free also to visit our website, ebot7.com, for more information and follow us on our social media channel. So we are on all the relevant ones, obviously. And yeah, also Hans, maybe you can be here a linking pin as well. And I'm happy to to answer any any questions that people might have uh, regarding Ebot7 and chatbots in general. Yeah, I will, of course, uh, put the... Uh put the uh, website and the, uh, the social media channels in uh, in the, uh, this, the, the the show notes of uh, of the podcast so uh, no hey uh, Christian thanks so much uh, for uh, for sharing all this knowledge and sharing uh, your experience it's definitely helpful and uh, yeah of course as we're launching this uh, before the weekend uh, be safe uh, you just mentioned that you already had uh, your first vaccination so that's becoming better and uh, yeah, I wish you all the luck and uh, with eBot7 and personally. And, and thanks again for joining. Thanks a lot, Hans. And thanks for having me.